One thing that we haven't really seen in a while is gold, the beneficiary of that uh, safe haven type trade, right, as the indices sell off. Oftentimes you'd seen that in the past, and well, the dollar more so the recipient thereof as of recent, and even more so a headwind for gold. But our next guest thinks there's some upside here in terms of uh, forward slash GC, the futures contract. Let's bring in David Morgan, the publisher of the Morgan Report. He's with us this Tuesday morning to help us break it down, talk gold. David, good to have you with. I want to uh, well, begin with talking about the benefits of holding gold versus other assets over time. I've heard you talk about how while the gains are small, maybe more importantly, it's an asset where you're less likely to lose money. Exactly. Well, thanks for having me. First of all, if you look at gold from a longer term perspective, I just put it up on my Twitter feed. Uh, gold from uh, 1925 to 2020 went from $20.62 an ounce to roughly 1900 which is a compounded rate of return of about four and a half percent. So gold over the long term does one thing better than anything else, and that is preserve wealth. It's not really going to make you wealthy. Yes, that's up 90 fold, but the inflation, true inflation rate's been up pretty much the equivalent of that. The other part about gold is you've got to realize it's a barometer, not a thermometer. Certainly trading gold, as you outlined so well, you've done everything exactly as I would say it, but nonetheless, there's two ways to there's several ways to play gold. But one is buy it, hold it, and use it as a safe haven. Or if you're going to trade it or keep a safe haven and trade it, that's fine as well. Nothing is more negatively correlated to the S&P 500 than gold is. However, it does move with it at times. Also, the dollar is inversely correlated most of the time. But when we are in the situation we are in now, where there is an upset in the currency markets is going to be the next leading currency for the reserve currency, a new financial system being talked about. The BRICs talking about adding gold to the mix. When all these things take place, the dollar will become strong at the very end until the new system is enacted. Talk to us a little bit about how uh, you think Bitcoin stealing some of the investment uh, from gold. I mentioned uh, as I brought you in, gold not necessarily seeing that traditional safe haven type tendency over the last couple of years that we had seen in the past. Stocks selling off gold benefiting. Now it seems more like investors flock to the U.S. dollar. Thank you for that question. You obviously studied some of my work. Bitcoin is a lot of puff in my view because of the libertarians grabbed onto it. No central bank anonymous, decentralized, and all those things are valid at the time it started. However, it's been usurped by MasterCard. And the second thing is that there's no real anything behind it. To say that Bitcoin is gold 2.0 is ludicrous. You can't hold it. It isn't 5,000 years of monetary history. It's a software. It's an, it's an algorithm. It is not gold. So it has proven lately that um, what goes up can't come down. We called the top at 67,000. It's down about 21,000 now. I'm a free market thinker. If you want Bitcoin, have it. But a lot of money that would have gone into gold went into Bitcoin. There were a lot of, let's say, huge influencers in the mainstream and alternative media that said, dump your, get a mortgage, sell your house, buy Bitcoin. Do everything to get Bitcoin. Bitcoin is gold 2.0. It is not gold 2.0.
want to just point out, uh, we're looking at Bitcoin here again, that decline from 48,000 that we saw uh, April, May of last year down to 14,000. Just to point out, that's not the all-time high. Again, you pointed out uh, around 69,000. Real quick, a look at the dollar side-by-side -side with gold here, the move we saw off those highs from last year, 114 down to, well, uh, just around that 100 level, just below 102, 101. And then you can see the run-up that we saw with gold, that inverse correlation playing out very well-defined there in terms of the daily time frame and what we've seen since last fall. Let's talk about how I, I saw in terms of a YouTube video that you did, uh, gold LMBA has an average uh, price, uh, what is it, uh, around 1860, but you think it's going to be higher than that this year? I do. I think with what's going on in the physical economy that isn't exactly reflected in the financial markets, I think financial markets aren't being a good truth teller at this time. And once more and more people realize that, you're going to see the, the move to gold. You already are seeing it in the central banks, although that was misreported by the World Gold Council, and it's been corrected, but very few people are aware of that. Nonetheless, there is more buying pressure on gold and selling pressure. I'm not saying today. I'm saying, again, it's a barometer, not a thermometer. But as we move through the year, you're going to see more safe haven status. Let's talk about some of the other metals like silver, uh, expected uh, record production headed our way, but uh, we're still seeing a demand deficit. Yes, the demand deficit is based on industrial demand, which is about 55%, and the rest are jewelry, silverware, and investment demand or monetary demand. And on that basis, there is a deficit. If you just look at it from the perspective of is the above ground stockpile of silver decreasing or increasing? The answer is it's increasing. So the way the deficit is calculated is accurate, but so that deficit is being stored above ground. If you go back to the earlier days, 1990 to 2005, there was a true deficit, meaning the gold silver supply went from 2 billion ounces down to 500 million. We lost 1.5 billion ounces of silver over that 15-year time frame. This time there is a deficit, but the stockpiles are actually in. How about uh, uh, platinum? I noticed that, uh, well, it looks like the LBMA reported uh, average price this year. They're looking for 1080 You've been bullish platinum for some time still. Do you think there's uh, more upside potential here? I'm looking for $1,200. Okay. Uh, platinum has a lot of dynamics that are in its favor. Number one, it's 15 times rarer than gold. Unfortunately, it's not considered a monetary metal, and that's fine. There's massive problems in South Africa with their power supply and the mining situation. I won't go into it, but uh, because of those two factors, and platinum is a substitute for palladium, even though a lot of the press tells you differently. In fact, the only reason palladium got such a boost was that Ford Motor Company used, went from platinum to palladium in their catalytic converters because it was so much cheaper at that time. When Ford went to buy the physical supply, not realizing how rare a metal it is, it shot the palladium price from basically the low hundreds into over a thousand, almost instantly. You can check the charts, that was way back in the 2000s. Regardless, I like platinum over palladium. I've got a spread trade on that I've done for quite some time, and that is long platinum, short palladium, and it's working out well. Why uh, uh, not as bullish on the palladium side? Uh, it's seen its day in the sun and uh, efficiency of the markets. If uh, what I just said about palladium versus platinum, the reverse is true. In fact, the Platinum Guild put out a paper about six months ago saying that you'd see a lot more auto manufacturers moving into platinum and their catalytic converters and taking palladium out. 
want to just take a quick look here in terms of you, you see a reflection of that as far as price activity here. And again, bullish the platinum versus the palladium has been the right call. You can see palladium, which has been coming off. I've got platinum here, uh, which has fared significantly better. It's holding in the middle of the range that we established la over the last year, We're talking 1197 down to 796. Let's just look at them side by side. I think this really tells the story in terms of uh, where you've wanted to be positioned as of recent and uh, solid breakdown. Appreciate you joining us here to talk metals this morning ahead of a very closely watched uh, CPI report. Uh, actually, David, before we let you get out of here, uh, how big of a deal is this going to be for metals? I mean, uh, gold specifically, I'd imagine it, it, we should be looking to the dollar for that first lien. I believe so. You know, my take, and you ask me my take, it's usually an overreaction. I mean, I consider it a knee-jerk reaction. I think the longer term, again, repeating myself for the third time, it's more of a barometer, but I do think that the metals in all categories are on the upside. I think my liquor is higher, but not significantly higher than almost all the bank analysts, and I put that out on one of my Twitter feeds as far as the major banks and what the predictions are for gold, silver, platinum, palladium. Again, I'm probably 10 to 15% higher than, than most of them or the average. All right. Well, it gives us something to watch here in terms of some of the existing trends. If they continue, gold's been feeding right into that and faring pretty well for the bulls, to say the least, over the long term, to your point earlier. David, appreciate you joining us and sharing part of your Tuesday with us. David Morgan, publisher of the Morgan Report.